So how many of you are ready for the word? Amen. This is certainly going to be a special service. Um, Actually, uh, Kel Shippey, where are you? Is Kel Shippey? Okay. okay. Uh, We need to give you uh, proper credit for inspiring this message this morning. Uh, She received a uh, Mother's Day card from her daughter and son-in-law and just passed it on to Pastor Deb. Say, look at this. And um, so you see the title here, Wow Mom. And that was the card. So thank you, Kale, for inspiring us because that got the gears moving. And, and so then I thought, well, uh, last week we talked about hearing God's voice or knowing God's voice. And so we're going to just interrupt that and we're going to interject this Wow Mom message. And um, of course, for me to do it right, I had to involve my wife so we can do this message justice. So you're going to get to hear from her as well. But um, the words, um, the word, I should say, mom, the reflection of this word is wow. Okay? I don't know if you ever noticed that before. Has anybody ever seen that before today? Okay? The reflection of the word mom is wow. Uh, The mere reflection gives us a powerful message, and that's what we want to address before you today. Uh, So a couple of aspects we can look at this as is uh, on Mother's Day, because this is Mother's Day, you need to wow your mom, okay, with words of affirmation, with gifts and roses and cake back there, okay. (laughs) But uh, so... If you haven't wowed your mom lately, I think now's the time. But on the other hand, we need to understand that when we look at a mother, we can stand back and say, wow. To look at really all that God has accomplished through their lives. And so um, I actually came up with an acronym for wow. For those of you that reside in Wisconsin, we can call... It, women, oh, I had it, what is this? Okay. <laughs> Wisconsin's Outstanding Women, how about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're from Missouri or some other place, then, you know, you have to come up with something else, okay? <laughs> or you can relocate to Wisconsin and, and be a wow, okay? Um, another one, I thought we could establish a women's prayer ministry, and there's intercessory women's group, and we could call it um, Woman on the Warpath. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that could have other implications, though, so um, we might just leave that one alone. But um, I have a slide here that is another acronym for both MOM and WOW, and so you can just bring that slide up. MOM, Miracle of Miracles, and wow, wonder of wonders. I like that. Women, just receive that, okay? Mother, just receive this now, okay? Uh, God wants to bless you. I want you to look at, with me, Proverbs thirty-one thirty, And we're going to look at this in two passages. And let's read this together. First of all, in the New King James Version. Proverbs thirty-one thirty. It says, let's read this together. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. In the contemporary English version, 
It reads this way, and let's read it from that passage as well. Charm can be deceiving and beauty fades away, but a woman who honors the Lord deserves to be praised. Let's join our faith together. Father, we pray today for the ministry of your word as it goes forth. Father, I pray that you anoint Pastor Deb and I to communicate a message that will inspire moms, encourage them, as well as challenge us as men to understand their role and significance and how we can be a greater support, Father, to them in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before we go any further, I want to take a moment and honor my mother, who's in the auditorium today. Mom, you have blessed us so many times we've lost count over the years. Your consistency in loving us and caring for us and praying for us as your children uh, continues to seed blessing into our lives. And so I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. For, for really embracing motherhood and loving your children uh, and unconditionally loving them. Even when we've been bad, you still didn't give up on us. So we love you, Mom, and happy Mother's Day. Praise God. i got to give you a hug. Amen. I, I know I gave you one earlier. But, you know, yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Love you too. She's a good woman. Some of you might see her sweet side, but she has a feisty side too. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. <laughs> Every good man needs a feisty woman. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love you, Mom. I hope you take that in the right way. Amen. But um, yes, before Pastor Deb comes up here, I want to share a statement because... In this passage, we see a talking about charm and beauty. And there's a deceit of charm, and there's a deceit that comes with beauty. When those qualities are merely external. But I believe that God wants the quality of charm and beauty to be inward. And that's what we need to allow God to establish uh, in our lives. For those of you that are women, seek for those qualities to be inward, not merely external. Because the scripture says that a woman who honors the Lord deserves to be praised. When a woman honors God, charm and beauty become inward qualities that manifest the character of God. Amen? So I, was, I didn't know if I should share this, but I will. I came across this in, in the 1920s. There was a strikingly beautiful woman who turned the head of every man who had ever seen her. One evening at a government function, she approached President Coolidge and said gushingly, Oh, Mr. President, I have made a wager with a friend of mine that I could persuade you to say more than two words to me. Could you? Coolidge without expression, said, you lose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so he wasn't moved by the externals. Uh, He was looking for inward qualities of beauty. So, amen. Pastor Deb, Deb, my lovely wife, 
come and join me. A microphone, we need a microphone here. All right. Now, she's often said that she doesn't need a microphone, but we want to record this. <laughs> We're going to start out by sharing something. Made. Well, why don't you greet the people first of all? We'll, we'll go there. Hello, people. <laughs> I want to thank you for being here today. You know, I've heard that Mother's Day is one of the most well-attended services of the year. So there's a reason for that, moms. Way to go. You still have pull in your child's life. That's a good thing. <laughs> so um, what are we sharing? We're sharing ten reasons. Um, ten signs that you're a parent. Okay, ten signs you're a mm-hmm. parent. And I'll start with the first one because there's some that will go every other one here. Um, the first sign that you're a parent is you're thrilled when you experience five hours of uninterrupted sleep. And next, if you're a mom, the contents of your purse or carrying bag include crayons, wipes, diapers, pull-ups, a Happy Meal toy, and maybe even a Ziploc bag of Cheerios if if we really need them. Very good. Um, The next one, number three, is Poo doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) And this one, when when Matt, when we had children and they were younger, we would stock up on diapers. And he would get so excited when he would find coupons for diapers for the brand we use. And then he would be at Shopko and his cart would be overloaded with... (laughs) diapers. It was especially challenging when we had two in diapers at the same time, Nathan and Michaela. (laughs) Yay, those days are over. (laughs) Needless to say, our budget has uh, been, is a lot better off without having to buy diapers. And we recently bought some for Heidi for the baby shower, and I couldn't believe how they've gone up in price. So I'm really thankful that we don't have to buy them now. How about if you're a mom, you find yourself humming songs like, um, if you're happy and you know it. (laughs) Nobody? Okay. (laughs) Oh. You took two of them. No, I didn't. Did I? Oh, I did. Oh, do you want me to do three? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, we're just all okay, out of sync here. Okay, can. all right. This one's a good one. I, I just talked to somebody recently about a minivan. About you know your parent when you have a minivan or a similar type vehicle, and you're not upset to have one. You know it doesn't bother you. You don't even care. Okay? You know because sometimes minivans people can think they're not cool. But I'll tell you, when we got a minivan and we had all those kids, they were really cool. It was wonderful. And then some of them, this was after our time of younger children, they have those remotes where they open themselves. Pretty dandy. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. Okay. You really appreciate bedtime, both for you and your children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Your four children answer to any one of the four names at any given time. <laughs> right? Michaela, 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 and Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> Michaela is pretty, um, she's right on top of it. She'll say, Daddy, I'm not Mackenzie. So I know that. <laughs> you probably should take this one because you did that way more than I did. Okay. <laughs> Uh, The baby's pacifier falls on the floor in the first few months. uh, You sanitize it and make sure the germs are off. But after a while, you just pick it up, wipe it off on your pants, and put it back in. (laughs) Little germ won't kill them, right? (laughs) Building up those immunities. And how about um, baby books? Any of you keep baby books for your children? Well, the first child, it's like full of pieces of their hair and pockets for their first tooth and you name it. Second one, about halfway full. Third one, they came up with those really good ideas for those calendars and you just stick the event on on the date. Those were awesome. The fourth one, baby book. They have baby books? <laughs> Sorry, Mackenzie. <laughs> she does have a baby book, by the way. It's just empty. <laughs> I think it has a birth picture on the front cover, but that's it. You know? So, <laughs> good intentions. We'll get it filled up. <laughs> okay. That was it for that them. Was okay. it. That's not it for the message, though. We want to describe to you what a wow mom is. And so the first uh, quality that describes a wow mom is that a wow mom loves God and puts him first in her life. Okay? Pastor Deborah shares some comments about that. I think to be a wow mom, it's important that we teach our children to love one another. We teach our children to forgive each other. You know, that's something, as our children were growing up and we carried throughout, um, we have, for those of you who don't know, we have a Christian child care center here. And and when children are at odds with each other, we don't just say, ah, go have at it. I mean, that would be a mess. (laughs) But what we do is we have them talk with each other and we have them pray with each other and hold hands and and that's really not a really fun thing to do when they just punched each other or did something like that and so um, the importance of having them hold hands and look in each other's eyes and expressing their forgiveness to each other is something that is something that's really important because when you instill that love and forgiveness in a child's life and heart at an early age That's something they're going to carry with them throughout life. You know, there's a lot of adults that carry unforgiveness and have a hard time, and then bitterness sets in and all that kind of junk. And that doesn't happen when we purpose in our heart to love first and to forgive. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things, and we've seen that, especially in our oldest son, Daniel, (laughs) he's so quick to forgive. He's so, I mean, it. It's just like things never happen. And I really believe part of that was that training from a young child on. 
where he wasn't taught to hold grudges. He wasn't taught to get even, but he was taught to forgive. I think that's so well stated, and it's realizing that as a parent, that's a role that we have to teach our children how to forgive. But if you have issues with unforgiveness, if you tend to hold grudges, you will see that in your children, and you want to stop that because that will bring havoc into their life. Because we know that the greatest expression of love is to forgive. Jesus demonstrated his great love for us. How? By forgiving us of our sins. By forgiving us of things that we didn't deserve to be forgiven of. But he did so out of his great love. And so teaching your children to forgive. And, you know, because guess what? If you have more than two children, or more than one child, I should say, there's going to be issues. There's going to be rivalries. There's going to be fights. And so it's so important that you get them face to face, have them pray and hold hands and say, I forgive you. Even though they may be gritting their teeth at times, (laughs) you have to get them to go through that operation, go through that uh, so that they can develop that on their own so that it can truly be of the heart. And that's what we do say, well, that didn't come from the heart. That came from the head. Now you need to Say it from the heart. Because we can't let this grudge, we can't let this strife uh, remain in this home. Because you can feel strife when you walk into a room. It's like, ooh, what's going on here? doesn't feel good. And so that scripture that goes along with that is Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And we like how they said it in the Message Bible. said, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list, but there's a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commandments are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophet hangs on them. Amen. So while mom puts God first, loving him and loving others. All right, the next description for a wild mom is a wild mom is loving yet firm. You want to make some comments about that? Sure. A good mom sets fair rules. And, you know, it's important that you have rules for your child that they can understand and they can comprehend. You know, at a young age, you don't say, all right, I would like you to a two-year-old stack the dishwasher and unload it and put the dishes away. You know, that's kind of unreasonable for most two-year-olds. But it's important that they follow through with, with the rules that you give them. And so it's knowing that we help children develop into responsible adults when we give them responsibilities. You know, I think a lot of times we have a helicopter moms or parents that do everything for their children, And when you do that kind of thing, you're really not teaching them responsibility. And, you know, you don't want to be the mom who has a child that's 30 years old and you're still cutting up their meat for them because there's a little gristle there. You know, there's some moms that sometimes can take it that far. And I just think that we're not teaching responsibility. And as a result, when those children have children, it's just going to continue on and... You know, it's important that they be independent 
and we raise independent, well-adjusted children. That's good. I have to confess something. When um, Daniel was six weeks old, uh, we had gone on a road trip, and we were down, I think in Missouri. We were going down there. I forget. We were visiting. He's five weeks old. Five weeks old. Okay. She, I don't know why we did that. Yeah. <laughs> I know what we were thinking. I can remember pulling in the roadside, opening the trunk of the car. We had a car at that time, and changing the diaper in the trunk and putting Daniel in there. And, you know, cars passing by and the odor is going, you know. <clears throat> but, uh, but the poo doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Not anymore. But I can remember we were in this store. It was some, like, uh, craft shop or something. And uh, this one woman is walking by and looks over in the stroller and, and sees Daniel there, and Daniel smi- puts a smile on his face, and she was impressed. Wow, he smiled. For how old is he? In five weeks? And, and I said, yes, and he's very advanced for his age. <laughs> I actually said that, you know, and I believe that. <laughs> he's so advanced for his age. <laughs> I still say that about him, you know. <laughs> But, but typical new parent, you know, the, this child is, is the next one that's going to change the world. Yeah, that's what we believe, right? <laughs> oh, the next one. Oh, a wow mom knows how to say no. The word every teenager especially dreads. And every toddler tolerates. Well, toddler, toddlers are really good at saying no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how many of you love saying no to your children? You love saying no to them. Really? You do? Wow. Wow, Dad. Give him a hand Mom. over there. <laughs> yeah, give him a hand. Two people, the percentage here. <laughs> I can't say that I like saying no to my children, although I like the results of saying no to my children. You know, uh, there are times that it's like, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Blah, 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 is really how it sounds to my ear after a while. And the reality is because there are consequences to our actions and to our choices. And we forget that. We think of all the fun and the games and, you know, all the good times. And yet we don't think that when you stand in the back of a pickup as it's going 40 miles an hour down the road that somebody might fall off and get hurt. When we say, no, don't do that in the back of a pickup, thank God we don't have pickups at our house. (laughs) There's a reason for that. (laughs) Um, They're going to get hurt. And we don't want them to get hurt. And, and yet, children don't always understand those things. And so it's hard to say no, but we know that real life has no's as well as yeses. And so it's important that we teach children that they can't have everything they want, that they can't do everything they want to, and then teach them the reason why. You know, I think um, generationally, you know, when I was growing up, and probably even more so when my parents were growing up, when a parent said no, that just meant no. You didn't have this little discussion it wasn't about, negotiable. you know, forget that. I'll give you a discussion. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and yet, 
I believe that it's important that children understand why. We can still say no, but explain the reason why. And then they can come to their conclusion after that. And, you know, for us, sometimes when we say no, to say yes to something means that we're disobeying God. There's some things in our house that that just isn't allowed. And so for us to allow it to continue, we're in disobedience. And we're just not going there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so um, there's times that our children might be upset with us, but that's okay because God isn't. And God's who we honor first. And eventually, you know, I, I know that I can go back to my mom now and my dad and say, you know, I know it wasn't a good idea when I did a little, little, I'll tell you those things later. <laughs> but thank you for teaching me. You know, thank you for holding me accountable and, and making me be responsible. When my mom and dad, when I was younger, my dad worked nights. He was a semi-truck driver. He drove um, gasoline tanker truck. And so he worked um, overnights. And my mom was a waitress in a supper club. And so from the time I was 10 years old, I was babysitting the four siblings behind me. And so, um, you know, nobody asked me if that was something I wanted to do. I really didn't have a choice. <laughs> And yet the responsibility that it taught me, I can cook a meal. I mean, I, can, I know how to do that. And we have, you know, with our children, they pretty much all know how to cook. Michaela does it like, oh, I don't want to do it. So last year, the year before, I said, you will learn how to make lasagna. You are going to learn how to make at least one meal. Right, Michaela? And she can do it. <laughs> so um, they love messages like this. Right? <laughs> you yeah, could go work in children's church if you want. <laughs> okay, what are they going to say next? We recognize the significance that our yes and no is determined by the standard that we've set for our household. So certain things are not negotiable. I mean, it's just simply no. It just is no. So don't even ask. Okay. So, and another thing that you realize is that when you say no, that you're really helping to give a child security because they know where you stand. It's not, it's one way this week and it's another way this week. Yes is yes and no is no. So another thing that is important is that a mom, a wow mom, teaches their children kindness, respect, and manners. Would you like to share about that? I think in our culture today, there's a respect deficit. And respect and honor are qualities that really help the individual who's giving it to to be promoted themselves. And so to not show respect, to not show honor, uh, is only limiting you from, from becoming someone that others can respect and others will honor. The Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due. And to show respect is, is to give proper acknowledgement to. Uh, I mean, just in the area of parents, parenting, a child is to respect their parents and honor them. And that is the first commandment with a promise that we will live long in the earth. It guarantees long life. Honoring your parents, honoring your father and mother, showing respect. Because there's so much disrespect today. And, and it's, 
It's demonstrated through how people treat property, how they treat each other, how they treat themselves, because there's a lack of self-respect as well. And I believe when, when proper self-respect is restored, the respect towards others, we'll have less crime, we'll have less issues. Let, I mean, there'll be a whole lot less rebellious acts of disobedience when there's respect. So teaching respect is very critical for us as parents. You know, and I, I know that growing up, probably most of you in the room, when you would get something as a gift, what would you say? Thank you. When you were offered something, you know, yes, please, things like that just aren't there. And, and one of the things, just a little thing, and this is probably just a, you know, Deb pet peeve kind of thing, is that when people, you know, instead of saying you're welcome, they say, yep, yep. I don't know if any of you guys ever watched that. There's a show on TV, a bitter, sh- what is it? Storage Wars. There's a guy in there. <laughs> What's that noise? Yeah. Yep. That's how he bids. And that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> when you say thank you to somebody, and say, yep. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you can say you're welcome. <laughs> you know, and again, that's just my issue. So you have to bear with me because I have the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it's something to, to, again, teach our children, work with our children, and with us, with adults. You know, looking people in the eye when we walk through the building and smiling. A smile goes a really long way. And I don't know if you know this, but Bobo's a good smiler, see? Yeah, he is. Look. <laughs> but... Um, if you look, if you, everybody, don't smile right now. And if you look at the shape of your mouth, like I have a mouth that when I don't smile, I look like I'm really mad. <laughs> okay, I can't do it because I'll smile. <laughs> but, you know, my, my natural shape of my lips and all this goes down like a frown. And so in the back of my mind, I think that way. I think, oh, I have to try to smile more. Or if I'm talking on the phone and I'm talking with somebody, do you know that if you smile when you're talking on the phone that you sound happier? And if you're a salesperson and you're trying to sell something, if you smile while you're talking on the phone, you're going to have better sales. And then guess what? You can tithe more. Hallelujah. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Next. Amen. Next one. A wild mom knows they are not perfect. I'll let you know. Now, that one I have down really well. That one I can say I do perfect. That I'm not perfect. <laughs> because um, I so am not perfect. And it's knowing that I know how to ask for help when I need help. And I, I know that I'm not super mom. I know I'm not super woman. And, and there's just times that I need to take a step back and take a break. And just do nothing. That's okay. And, you know, I'm married to a workaholic kind of guy. And thank you, parents, for that. (laughs) And I'm serious. Thank you for that. Because it's a blessing. I never have to motivate him to do anything. Um, Well, I can't say that. But but almost anything. (laughs) We'll talk later, honey. (laughs) See, there's a reason I need the microphone a couple times a year, right? <laughs> anyway, he's a hard worker. 
And that's such a blessing to our family. You know, and it's something that I know are instilled in our children. You know, when they have jobs, they're there on time. They're not 20 minutes late for their jobs. You know, they're people that get high, um, you know, evaluations on the job and things like that because they've been taught and, and their dad and mom have been a good role model for them in that way. So asking for help. One of my very favorite scriptures, if I've ever prayed with you, if you've ever come and met with me, one of my favorite scriptures is to let us, Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. One version says that we can approach God's throne room with a boldness and confidence. That's right. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. You know, we're worthy enough to go before the throne of God, to talk with him, to have a conversation with him, for him to pour into our lives. And, and again, when I need help, that's what I do. God, I need your help. I need your grace in my life. I need mercy working. And then I thank him for that. We have an open invitation to the throne of grace where we can come before God. In fact, uh, there's, there's no way to be a perfect mom, but many ways to be a good one. That's right. Okay? So keep that in mind. Uh, but there are many ways for mom to perfect us. Okay? And so uh, realize, mothers, you can perfect your children and help to develop them to be the person that God has ordained and called them to be. A while mom works on their marriage, we understand that our children do best when we're doing best. And so it's important to me as a mom that we have good communication with each other. And and it's important to Matt, too, that we are communicating, you know, even though sometimes I have to say, like last night, I'm going to tell on him, okay, we're working on this. I'm at one computer, he's at the other. You know, and he's typing away, and I'm like, how about this? And so I say something, and he's just typing away. I'm like, Matt, what did I just say? Um, yeah, be, be a wow mom. Be a good mom, you know. <laughs> okay, Matthew, take your arms off the computer. Take a step back and look at me. Now, you might think that, like, that's not being very nice to him and treating him like a child or something, but it really isn't or we wouldn't have this message here today. (laughs) Or we would, but who knows what it would say. (laughs) I think most men think they can multitask, but we're only fooling ourselves. That is on the CD. I know. Okay. (laughs) It depends what we're doing. I mean, I can multitask in some things, but not when it comes to listening to my wife and doing something. Then I need to stop what I'm doing and give her my full attention. Well, I think not just your wife. I think several of the staff know that technique now, too. Yeah. <laughs> just well, letting Pastor you Deb, letting she's you in her office. She can be typing at the computer and be counseling someone. <laughs> and she's just working on things. And <laughs> okay. So I do honor you. I thank God for you. I thank thank God for you, too. God for the man that you are in my life. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. Be serious, honey. Yes, we're both serious. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Are you enjoying this message this morning? <laughs> Next. But one thing I do want to mention <laughs> about mom working on their marriage, you know, we know that there's sometimes that marriages aren't working. We know that sometimes things get tough, and sometimes families fall apart, and, and then sometimes there's blended families. And I think one thing I want to encourage you moms in those situations is to always honor your children's father, because they'll always be their children's father. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's so important to me, that you don't want a child to have a, a poor image of men all around because that's a lot of time what, what takes root. And so, you know, no matter what that man did to you, there's still that child's father. And so say the good things. Say, oh, doesn't he comb his hair nice or something? You can find something good to say. And that's something that's really important to think about. Because that, if you don't do that, then it'll come back on you later. And, and the children will tend to bring resentment against, have resentment towards you because of the attitude that you projected to them concerning their father. And so that's a, that's a difficult thing, but God can enable you to do that. And it's walking in love because allowing his love and that forgiveness to prevail in your life. And uh, one of the things that sometimes you just need to realize is you know, uh, that, you know, we, well, let me just put it this way. Um, Jesus said, how do we treat someone that doesn't receive forgiveness? We treat them like a sinner. How do we treat sinners? We love them and treat them as if they can't help it. Until they get Jesus, they really can't help it. Amen? Amen? Does that make sense? Next, a wow mom cultivates friendships with other women of all ages. And this is, again, where we take the word of God and how the older women have things to share with the younger women. You know, where we don't think we know it all because we certainly don't. <laughs> and so there's, you know, people, older, older women who have spoken into my life and and encourage me with our children. You know, Joan has been somebody that over the years is, has said, your kids are going to be okay. Your kids are going to turn out all right. You know, don't believe what they say, pastors, kids, blah, 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 blah. You know, and so she's been a great encourager that way. You know, Mom Malik has been the same way. She always says wonderful things about our children. You know, those, those are things that we need because... Um, you know, and, and to be honest with you, sometimes in our role, people are expecting perfection from our children, and, and you're just not going to get it. So I'll tell you now that you're going to be disappointed <laughs> because they're people, you know, and, and just like us, you know, we can even stand up here and say these things, and that doesn't mean that we don't have wrinkles that we have to work out in our home, in our marriage, in our family life, and that's, that's okay, or we wouldn't need God, would we? Because we have it all figured out. And we know that we don't. That's and good. so um, women that have been older than me, that have spoken in my life, are important. Women that are my age or around my age or have children my age <laughs> have been important to me because we can compare notes and 
how did you do this and how did you deal with that and you know it's such a blessing you know with when I look across the room some of you with teenagers and and to know that we're on the same page you know you desire the same things for your children spiritually that we do and so I don't have to like freak out like oh no they're going over to so-and-so's house and oh no it's going to be like that because we share the same standards and convictions that's such a huge blessing you know and then there's times that that our children might miss it and nobody wants your child to miss it and yet there can be all kinds of fingers pointing your way and so it's it's important there too that you stand up with each other you know you hold one another's arms up and you don't beat down see if they wouldn't have done this oh if they did that you know there's remember there's three fingers pointing right back at us right And so let's be careful. Let's gird each other up. Let's esteem each other. Let's be there for each other. Because nobody wants their child to fall, do we? Nobody does. And and let me just say, if you kind of take joy in seeing someone else's child fall, you need to check your heart out. There's something wrong about that. Because I know that there's sometimes people that are just waiting for an opportunity to point out the fault of another. But if, if that's you, your heart isn't right, and you need to get before God and say, Lord, I, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be judgmental and critical. I don't want to be a Pharisee. I don't want to have that Pharisee spirit in my life. So just, you know, if, if, that, if you're dealing with those issues, ask God to uh, strip that out of your heart. You know, and then I think it's important to be open when people talk with us. You know, if there's times somebody's brought something, you know, I read this that your child wrote on Facebook. And I'll say, well, what are you doing on Facebook? Why are you looking at my kid's wall? Who cares? You know, I could do that, or I could say, thank you for caring. And you can bet I'm going to have a little chat with my child about what was on their Facebook post. (laughs) You know, not because it um, does anything to my image, because I don't really care about that. I'm secure with who I am in Christ. But I care about them and their future. They don't know. They don't know when they're 14 years old that down the road they're going to apply for a job and there's an employer who's going to look at their Facebook page and see, hmm, they were doing what? Hmm. They said, what about their teacher? Hmm. Do I want them working for me? And that's the real world. We were at um, Texas Roadhouse a couple years ago and, and one of the waitresses there told us that before they get hired, that their boss looks on Facebook and, um, and even asks to friend them so they can see what's posted on their wall. So that's interesting, isn't it? It reveals a lot. You know, um, and then for me, younger moms, you know, there's times that people come to me and, Pastor Deb, how did you do that? And, and how, how did you juggle this and this and this? And And, you know, one thing is I ask for help. (laughs) I had people around me that were a blessing in my life that helped me with my children. And and then there were times that, you know, it's just the grace of God. That's it, the grace of God. Uh, Something is a kind of a standard we have, too, is if we see something or hear something, uh, we don't, we don't right away just run to that person and say, okay, this is happening, we heard this. We ask ourselves, okay, if this were someone else finding this about 
this information about our children, would we want them to come to us? Mm-hmm. And so we take that as a standard. Yes, this, is, this warrants us going to this parent and saying, this is what we've heard, this is what we've seen, not in an accusative way, but just to bring it to their attention so they as a parent then can take issue with it. Uh, and maybe they already know about it. So, yeah, we're aware of this. Okay, well, can we pray with you then? But to, to be a support, to, because we can encourage and support each other in the role of parenting uh, and so, as a body of believers. And so we'll turn out some pretty good kids, mm-hmm. I tell you, when we're all on the same page working and encouraging each other. Because our heart is for the best interests of our children. We want to see them succeed. We want to see them fulfill their God-given purpose and destiny. A wow mom trusts that they hear from God. Knowing the voice of God makes you a super mom. And hearing the voice of God. Knowing that one size doesn't fit all when you're raising your children. You know, the way we could raise and discipline Daniel was completely different than Nathan. Nathan was a child that, you're going to love me saying this, but you would look at him and he would cry. Not because of how I look, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honey. That's on tape. That's on CD. Maybe some days, right? (laughs) But because um, he had a sensitive, tender heart. And so, you know, we would, would, um, and I'm not going to even say that. But anyway, Nathan. Your heart is so tender, so pliable, and it's a heart God can use. Not like Daniel's wasn't, but let's just say he and the spoon became really good friends. <laughs> Should tell and then Michaela and Mackenzie. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> you got the attention now, honey. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Yeah, we will tell a story about Daniel and spoons. We were at a restaurant and just, you know, saying, okay, Daniel, time, you know, he was probably around two, and he was acting up a little, and, and then Matt said, you know, Daniel, they have really big spoons in this restaurant. <laughs> and then just then, right behind um, where the waitresses get all the silverware and all that, somebody opened a silverware drawer. And so he just said they have really big spoons, and then somebody opened that silverware drawer, and he heard all the rattling of those spoons. (laughs) And so he gave us a chorus. (laughs) But it worked really good. We couldn't have timed that better. (laughs) Right. And then then they got good. They were hiding spoons. Mackenzie was our spoon hider. (laughs) But we would find them eventually. But again, training up a child, the Bible says in Proverbs 22, 6, in the Amplified, it says, train up a child in the way he should go and in keeping with his individual gift or bent. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And, you know, that's something to keep in mind. Like we said, not, you know, one size doesn't fit all when you're raising children. You know, the more children you have, the more different you find out each one of them are. And so it's knowing that, you know, some child might be really good academically and book smart and, you know, just get it, doesn't have to study for tests, all that kind of stuff. The other one can do well if they study. 
They can do well if they apply themselves. And so as a parent, it's knowing what's their bent, what's God ultimately called them to be. You know, if there's somebody that's a master craftsman with their hands and and an artist, they're not going to do the same kinds of things a lot of times as somebody who gets straight A's in calculus. You know, it might be a whole different world for them. So understanding that and, and not putting unrealistic expectations on our children. Each child has a distinct, unique calling on their life, and it's not going to be the same as, as, as the other. Another a description of a wild mom is a, a wild mom appreciates the big picture. So we know that when we're training children, they're not going to do it perfect every time. And, you know, there's going to be time they make mistakes, and that's okay. It's our job to help teach them, and then those life lessons kinds of things. So now we're going to tell a story on Michaela. We've kind of left her alone, so we need to share the story. Michaela, uh, when we, a number of years ago, she's probably... You, some of you have heard this already, I think. Four years old, maybe. Four years old. We were putting away Christmas, Christmas ornaments. And we had these little uh, candle holders that were like made out of just glass. glass. Yeah. And, and so she picks one up and it slips out of her hand, goes to the floor and shatters. And there's this shock look on her face. And she said, I didn't do that. And I said, but Michaela, you did do that. I didn't do that. It did it by itself. (laughs) And I said, but it broke. The floor broke it. I didn't break it. And she, we went into this dialogue where, and I said, no, it's okay. We're not mad at you. You were helpful. You were helping to put away ornaments. And it was an accident. You dropped it. It slipped out of your hand. I did not break it. And she just... But to get her to finally understand that, yes, it was an accident. Her actions did cause it to break. But it was a revelation to her when she finally (laughs) caught on. It was the beginning of her competitive spirit, right, Michaela? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. You don't give up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. You still love me? (laughs) Well, they have to love me today. It's Mother's Day. So it doesn't matter what I say, right? You don't have to love me, but you have to love her. (laughs) A wow mom recognizes that there's a time that their child's accountable to God for their own actions. You know, and, and again, there's a time that we have to release our children that now you stand alone, you did this, or you said this, or whatever the situation is. And so now, now is the time that, you know... I, I say this every now and then, you put on the big boy pants, you know? <laughs> what you did is what you did, and so now you own up to it and you walk in it. And you, you deal with the consequences of it. And that can be good and bad, you know? I mean, it works both ways. So that's a good thing. John ten twenty seven says, The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's getting them to the place where they can recognize and hear God's voice for themselves and make decisions on their own. And then last, a wow mom loves being a mom. 
And I can say that from the depth of my heart. You know, when I was a little girl, you know, they say that little girls kind of um, start sometimes even in preschool, like planning their wedding and, and the one day and what I'm going to do and all that kind of thing and, and how my wedding's going to be. And why well, I, I wasn't really that as much as I was. I can't wait to have children. By the time I'm 21, I'll have my first baby. And then it took me a lot longer. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we were, we were married when I was 31, and the next day I was 32. And so we still managed to have four children by the time I was 40. So for those of you who think that you're too old for any of that, that's not true. That's a lie. And so it's knowing that God has a perfect plan for your life and, and knowing that it's such a blessing to be a mother. It's such a blessing to see my children that have been raised in the ways of the Lord come to a place where they've made their own decisions to follow God. That's right. There really is no greater reward than that. And for those of you moms that are still hanging on and believing for that, it's going to happen because God's word is true. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think of each child that God's given me, each one is a gift. And it's my gift to help to open up a little bit at a time. And then one day I have to take the cover off the box. And one day that thing I have to take out of the box and let it go and do its own thing. And that's okay because that's why we raise our children, to be productive adults, to be a blessing to the people around them. And so for Michaela, Mackenzie, for <laughs> Mackenzie, Michaela, okay, <laughs> Nathan, for Daniel, and now my daughter-in-law, Amanda, it's, it's just such a blessing to have you in my life. I don't know where I'd be without you. Amen. So um, something that is important that we never probably don't hear enough and something to remember for any of us when we're talking with our children or other children that, that we work with. And so here's some things to say to children. I love you. There's nothing that will make me stop loving you. There's nothing that you could do or say or think that will ever change that. You know, that's what God says to you. It's something that we determine in our household. And, and let me just add this too. Having children when you're older keeps you younger. Amen. I'm 56, but I feel like I'm 40 because I have kids. Really? That... Wow. <laughs> Score. No. <laughs> And I have a young wife. But yeah. uh, Mackenzie always reminds me how old I'm going to be when she graduates from high school. How old again? 60. Huh? That's not that That's old. That's young. He's going to, 120 is what he wants, remember? He's only halfway there then. Yeah. That's, I'll have my midlife crisis then. No, no I, I rebuke that. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that means he's getting another new car, everybody. <laughs> no, a new iPad. They should have one out by then. <laughs> okay, another thing. You're amazing. I look at you with wonder, not just at what you can do, but who you are. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. 
I actually forgot to say my real point on the other one. I got a little rabbit trail there, but I, we never wanted our kids to ever question whether or not we love them. So they needed to hear it verbally over and over to reaffirm that love. Your kids should, should never question whether or not you love them as, as a mom or dad. Just because you say no doesn't mean I don't love you. That's right. <laughs> if you make a mistake, that was wrong. People make mistakes. I do. It's some, is it something we can fix? If we can't, that's okay. It's over. We can start fresh. I know you're sorry. I forgive you. Okay. You did the right thing. That was scary or hard. Even though it wasn't easy, you did it. I'm proud of you. You should be too. And then it's really important for your children to hear you say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I made a mistake. It's also good to say, tell your kids, what a great idea when they have great ideas. You really were thinking, tell me how you came up with that one. You're such a smart person. It's always good to speak positive, affirming words over your children. And then acknowledge when your children are kind, saying that was really kind. You did something helpful and thoughtful for that person. You don't just think about yourself. That makes me so happy. And more importantly, that makes Jesus happy. Then you can tell them, I have a surprise for you. How many children like to hear that? Okay. It's not your birthday. It's for no reason at all. Just a surprise, a little one, but a surprise. We all like surprises. Mm -hmm. So surprise them. And then it's really important that your children know that you want to take the time to talk to them. Mackenzie is a really good one for this. She's like, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk. Let's just talk. And so talking is important to her. And she likes to talk. (laughs) And then saying please and thank you to your children because they're going to mimic what you do and what you say. Saying hello and goodbye. Greeting people around you. Smiling at people. Saying that I'm sorry. Saying things like, maybe you forgot something. Let them know, I'm just sorry, I forgot. Will you help to remind me next time? You know, it's those kinds of things and having those real heartfelt words with your children that are so important. You know, when I, again, when I look across the room and I think of those of you that are parents and and even some of you that have grown up at this church, you know, it's a blessing to see where God's taking you in your life. And part of that is because somebody believed in you. Part of that is because you believe what God said about you and not all the junk that the world brings our way but you believe the truth of God's word about you. And eventually, we all have to get to that place if we really want to succeed with what God's called us to and his purpose for our lives. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Were you blessed by this this morning? Just that you were blessed. So, worship team can come up at this time as we prepare to conclude the service. Uh, we're going to open the altars for prayer uh, for 
families and individuals that desire prayer, uh, for whatever reason, maybe you just sense, Lord, I, I know I, I need to be a better parent. Uh, there's some areas where I, I need just some agreement with uh, so that I can truly honor you as a mom or as a, as a dad. And so we want to be able to pray for you this morning. Uh, one of the things with this respect thing, too, and you show respect and, and use the please and thank you, our kids will remind us if we ask them to do something, say, you didn't say please. Oh, and when they're bringing it to us, that's a good indication that they've got it for themselves, that they need to ask and use those terms to show respect. And so, and we want to show respect to God this morning. I want you to stand if you would. And, and um, did you have anything else from the Lord to, to speak? Well, I, I just think, you know, the things we shared today, it's always important to us that no matter where you're at in life, that you receive something that you can take with you. You know, and I believe that as you leave this place today, that God spoke something to your yes, heart, that right. he brought something to your remembrance. And if you have a mom that's still living, if you have a mom that's around, like, you know, I know that video was funny. At least to my husband, it was really funny. How many of <laughs> you thought it was funny? All right, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know. Anyway, to some people it was funny. See, all different bents. <laughs> but call your mom. Let them know. Don't just text. A text is nice, but they really want to hear your voice today. Give them a big old bear hug. That's something that, you know, that, that goes a long way. Hallelujah. What song do we have planned? be good that's fine as uh, the worship team begins to play this song we're going to invite you to come to the front and Pastor Deb and I will be here just to pray with you and the pastoral care team can come as well if you stand and, and we just want to be able to minister to you be a blessing to you if you're here this morning and you've never asked Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior it's very important that you identify with what he did for you by dying on the cross. Without acceptance of Jesus Christ, you are hopelessly lost. Jesus became the answer for man's need. Mankind fell in the garden, and Jesus brought redemption through his sacrificial life and death that was offered up for us all. So if you have need of getting right with God, maybe you just need to reconnect with him, to discover your purpose, your place, your role in this world. We invite you to come forward at this time. Pastor O'Kear, you can come as well to minister with us. And uh, so as the worship team sings this song, come forward for those that want prayer.
Micah, uh, we're going to just dismiss in a word of prayer. Let's join our faith together. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for the ministry of your word and, and what you're accomplishing in our lives, even today. We thank you for heaven's deposit in the hearts and lives of those that have gathered, that you would continue to give unto us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Oh God, help us to understand our role and our purpose in this earth so that we can serve your purpose, so we can be a blessing. We thank you for the defeat of every principality and power, every lie of the enemy. We thank you, Father, for reversing the curse and allowing your blessing to come upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Father, we dismiss this congregation with heaven's blessing that you, Father, would move in their lives today and this week in a supernatural, sovereign way. We honor mothers today, Father. We bless them in the name of the Lord. We thank you for the role that they've served in our lives. And we thank you, Father, for blessing them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, make yourself available to the cake back there, to the roses for Mother's Day. Thank you so much for coming. You are dismissed. God bless you.